Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Ben Thompson with Treble Health. If you are wondering about medications and if they can lead to tinnitus, then make sure to watch this video, The Five Common Drugs That Can Cause Tinnitus. Dr. Michelle, one of my colleagues at Treble Health, will be leading this discussion. So get ready to learn. We care about your health. We care about your safety. And if you're not already, find that red button and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are 100% focused on tinnitus and hearing health. Let's get ahead with today's video. Dr. Michelle, take it away. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle with Treble Health, and today I'm going to be discussing five of the most common drugs that cause tinnitus. First, I want to start off by saying that many medications list tinnitus as a side effect, but this doesn't mean that tinnitus is likely to come about because of use of this medication. You have to look a little bit further and see if this is listed as a common side effect or as a rare side effect. Some medications are known to be ototoxic. Odo coming from ear and toxic coming from poisonous. So some medications we know can do harm to either the vestibular or the auditory portion of the inner ear. And some medications can impact both the vestibular and auditory portions of the inner ear. So again, it's important to know if one of the medications that you've been prescribed or are taking is listed as being ototoxic. And if you are, you're starting to experience changes to tinnitus, changes to your hearing or changes to your balance and or having episodes of dizziness, then you may want to discuss this with your physician who prescribed the medication to you to see if this may be the result of the medication. And if so, they may decide to reduce the dosage or switch you to another medication that can give you the same effect but is not listed as being ototoxic. Not all individuals who are taking ototoxic medications will experience damage to either their hearing or vestibular system or to both after taking the medication. But it is a good idea if you are taking a medication to ask for maybe hearing monitoring or vestibular system monitoring just to make sure that there aren't any changes starting to take place as a result of taking this medication. Symptoms of tinnitus can result after using the medication, while using the medication, even during extended use of a medication. So there's a great variability between when the symptoms of tinnitus may arise if you're taking a medication that lists tinnitus as a potential side effect. But ultimately, you know your body best. So if you're experiencing some kind of change to your tinnitus or a recent onset of tinnitus, it may be worthwhile having a conversation with your physician and or pharmacist to determine if they believe that the cause of the tinnitus is coming from the medication, and if they themselves have any other further medical recommendations, which may include switching to a different medication or simply just stopping the medication or switching the dosage of the medication. Okay, so now into some of the five most common medications that are known to cause tinnitus. In the number one spot, we have pain management medications, also known as analgesics or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs. One of the most common NSAID is aspirin. Many individuals who have tinnitus are often fearful of taking aspirin because of its link to tinnitus, but it's really only during high dose use or prolonged use of aspirin that the risks of having tinnitus arise increase. 
One study found that dosages higher than 325 milligrams were found to be ototoxic and potentially leading to either hearing loss or tinnitus. So again, only with extended use and high dosages of aspirin should you be concerned that it may be exasperating or causing your tinnitus. With normal use, there's very little risk that it's influencing your tinnitus. Two of the other very common pain management medications that are often prescribed or taken by individuals are acetaminophen, also known as Tylenol, and naproxen. So both of these medications have often been linked to tinnitus and could be the cause or at least one of the factors related to your tinnitus. Something that I think is really important to remember is that you don't have to be fearful of pain management medications. The majority of individuals who take these pain management medications do not experience changes or onset of tinnitus, and there are some risk factors that may be why you experience a change or recent onset of tinnitus. If you are taking a pain management medication and you have an autoimmune disease, poor renal function, or are also taking some medication that is listed as being ototoxic, then taking a pain medication alongside it may be part of why your tinnitus has either increased or started. So again, these are some of the risk factors that are more likely to lead you to having tinnitus as a result of taking these pain management medications. In the number two category, we have aminoglycoside antibiotics. Hearing loss or tinnitus can often occur as a result of taking aminoglycoside antibiotics. The symptoms might come on while you're taking the medication or may have a delayed onset even after stopping the medication. Aminoglycoside antibiotics are meant to treat bacterial infections and are used for both children and adults that have bacterial infections, things like E. coli, for example. They work by limiting protein creation within the bacteria and can be administered via injections as well as oral antibiotics. Gentamicin with an I is one of the more common aminoglycoside antibiotics that are prescribed for more serious bacterial infections. And it is very ototoxic, so it is known to cause symptoms of hearing loss as well as tinnitus. It can also affect the vestibular system. So if you are prescribed gentamicin, it's important for you to be aware of any hearing or balance changes that are taking place and discuss them with your physician. In the U.S., it's been reported that 2 to 5% of individuals who have been prescribed aminoglycoside antibiotics develop hearing loss. It tends to be for individuals who have been taking higher dosages for longer amounts of time. So again, if you're being prescribed one of these medications and you are experiencing changes to either your auditory or vestibular system, please talk to your physician to determine whether or not you can adjust the dose or switch to another medication because some of the hearing loss may be permanent. You want to be able to determine whether or not the effects of using these aminoglycoside antibiotics outweigh the potential risks to your hearing. The risk factors of developing auditory or vestibular issues as a result of taking an aminoglycoside are quite similar to those of taking pain management medications. So old age, renal function, mitochondrial dysfunction, autoimmune issues, all of these can contribute to the likelihood of developing either hearing loss, tinnitus, or balance issues from taking aminoglycoside antibiotics. This is a short break from today's video to announce the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. Do you want to learn about the newest tinnitus treatments and management tips? Click the link in the description of this video to get your free copy of the Tinnitus Guide by Treble Health. In the number three spot, we have chemotherapeutic medications. 
Chemotherapy drugs, in particular those that are platinum-based, are known to be ototoxic. So if you are undergoing this type of treatment, your oncologist is likely to recommend having frequent hearing tests as well as potential vestibular testing just to monitor the function of your auditory and vestibular system. If hearing or balance changes are found as a result of having started chemotherapy, then your oncologist may recommend a change in dosage or switching to a different type of treatment option. Chemotherapy drugs can cause either temporary or permanent changes to tinnitus and or hearing loss. If you already have hearing loss, then you may be more susceptible to having increased hearing loss as a result of these chemotherapeutic medications. Some of the chemotherapy drugs that are known to cause tinnitus include carboplatin, cisplatin, and oxaliplatin. So if you are undergoing chemotherapy, make sure that you are monitoring your own tinnitus your own hearing, your own balance function. And if you are noting changes, then discuss it with your oncologist because it is important to try to maintain a quality of life balance while you're trying to undergo treatment. The number four most common drug to cause tinnitus are loop diuretics. Loop diuretics are meant to help with fluid retention. And it's commonly prescribed for things like edema, hypertension, cirrhosis, Tinnitus as a result of loop diuretics tends to be temporary. So typically after you stop taking the loop diuretics, your tinnitus should also stop shortly thereafter. If your tinnitus hasn't stopped, it may be because you've taken a high dosage of the loop diuretics or you've been on it for an extended period of time. If you're taking a known ototoxic medication alongside the loop diuretics, then you may also be at greater risk of developing or maintaining the tinnitus for longer, even after stopping taking the loop diuretics. Two loop diuretics that are known to cause tinnitus include furosemide, also known as Lasix. The second is torsomide, also known as Dematix. Don't be confused with the diuretics that are often prescribed for treating Meniere's disease, which also lists tinnitus as a common symptom. Those diuretics that are prescribed for treating Meniere's disease are from a different type of diuretic class. Typically, those are thiocides, which are not known to be ototoxic. In the number five spot, we have anti-malaria medications. One of the most common anti-malaria medications that is prescribed is quinine. There are two synthetic drugs that mimic the structure of quinine and are used for treating autoimmune diseases like lupus, and those are chloroquine and hydroxychloroquine. These medications are known to cause temporary tinnitus or hearing loss, typically after extended use. Again, the changes to your hearing loss or tinnitus are more than likely to be temporary if you are prescribed one of these anti-malaria medications. These are just five of the most common types of medications that are known to cause tinnitus, but there are many others. And if you find that tinnitus is a common side effect of a medication that you're on, bring it up with your physician, discuss your concerns with them, ask any questions that you may have. There may be different alternative medications that are less likely to cause tinnitus or a special dosage of the medication that again may reduce the risk of having any changes or onset of tinnitus. So always make sure to bring it up, bring up your concerns, talk with your physician, and if you are experiencing any changes, request that you have your hearing or balance system monitored. You can go to an audiologist, have hearing tests, have a vestibular test, just to rule out that the medication is impacting your auditory or vestibular system. If you have noticed an onset or change to your tinnitus, more often than not, 
changes or onset of tinnitus are temporary and transient. And the majority of individuals who take any of these medications are not experiencing tinnitus, hearing loss, or balance issues as a result of it. But if you are, again, bring it up with your physician. Don't hesitate. And if you have any other questions, please feel free to comment below. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to our channel. Thank you for watching today's video with Treble Health. Check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video. And if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. See you on the next video. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.